Hello? Hi, it's Robert. Do you want to be on the show? Never call me again. Hello, welcome. My name is Robert, and this is Never Call Me Again. What's something that you've been thinking about? There's a lot going on. You won't get caught slipping. Time too short for commitment. Time too short when I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> what that said about us. Yo, Mr. Reed. Ishe, how you doing? Yo, I'm fabulous, thank you. How are you, dog? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, good. You had the day off today. Will you say that one more time? I said you you had the day off today. You didn't work. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is uh very rare, I should say. So I've been appreciating my day off. <laughs> yeah. Did it, yeah. was it was it nice there? Were you able to get outside? Oh yeah, yeah. I got outside today. Um, I went for a little walk, which was smooth. And then um, today, like out here in New York, it wasn't that cold. It was like forty degrees or so. So it was it was really nice to be outside today. Yeah, that, that sounds what about amazing. You? Did you go? I did. Yeah. I did go out. I um, and so I, you know, I didn't go anywhere. I just went out onto my deck. But um, right. You know, and so in case you miss the Midwest, because I know I know you're from Chicago, and so, you know, last week here it was like minus seven. Today it was in the sixties. It was in the sixties. <laughs> yeah, isn't that what? That's great. And you, but that you know that's Yo. how. You know that's how the the south or the Midwest is. You know it's it'll be just ridiculous cold one day, and then like three days later it'll be almost seventy. It's just it's crazy, but you know. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, like yeah, because um, I do. You know, I do remember. I was on the phone with one of my buddies from back at home. He's like, "Yo, it's like negative seven, <laughs> like having a hissy fit." And I was like, "Well, you know, that's home." But the sixty degrees, I didn't get. See, I didn't get any good weather updates today. So, except for you, so that's crazy. I'm glad. Yeah, it was beautiful, and so you know, yeah. we we both got some time outside, and that's nice. I um, do you do you miss Chicago? Yeah, I do actually. I wish. Um, I was actually thinking about whether or not. Well, not saying whether or not I should come back, but whether or not if I can come back around June, because I'm um, I'm aiming for it. Because you know, like when you work, you get certain vacation hours, and you gotta work a certain amount in order to have like a week off. So I'm trying to see if I can get like a week or so back in Chicago in June, um, depending on how my vacation hours work out. So. Yeah, I miss back. I miss home. I miss home a lot, actually. Like I miss my friends and everything. So, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And so, your all your is all your family in the Chicago area? Do you yeah. have family? No, no family in New York. Mm-mm. I have I have some family in Baltimore, but um, most of my family is in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been, I haven't been to Baltimore in years. I, um, I used to go to DC and so I would, you know, I would take that Breezewood, Maryland exit mm-hmm. and occasionally, you know, I would go to Baltimore, but I spent a lot of time in DC and, and so I'm pretty familiar with that, that area of the country. What, um, what took you to New York? You, you said what city do I live in New York? No, I, I said what took you to New York? Oh, what took me to New York? Sorry. I just, I thought I had some different, um, I actually moved out here to New York um, because I pursued a master's degree at NYU Tisch in performance studies. So that was nice. It was a year long program. I wish it was longer, but um, it feels longer in a way because I still have contact with my professors and they're really cool. You know, we could still send back like book recommendations or, you know, thoughts. So it's pretty, it's Still pretty chill, so I feel like I get like a I got like an extension on my year because <laughs> I'm still in contact with my professors. But um, that's why I came out to New York. It was like August of uh, 2019. It's like you know having that extension. It's kind of like um, 
it's kind of like getting a bonus, you know? Um, <laughs> right, right. And that's nice. It's it's nice to feel like you get a little something extra or a little something for free. I mean, you put in all this work and, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and achieve what you wanted to achieve. But it's still nice to just you feel like you got that a little extra piece. And um, and so what's kept you in New York? And so you are you are in New York now and, mm-hmm. you know, you miss Chicago. I'm sure Chicago misses you. What's kept you there? <laughs> Um, I really wanted to see, well, I really was uh, trying to get into the music scene out here, the music and fashion scene. Um, I, I unfortunately missed fashion week, uh, because like a school and work, but, um, I wanted to stay here because I'm like, wow, I really want to get into a different outlet, a different networking, um, community in New York to be like, Hey, like, you want a music producer? I can help you out. Hey, you want a verse or something? Hey, I can do that too. Hmm, let's see. Who got, who can I collab with as far as clothes or fashion is concerned? So I really wanted to stay out there to really develop my network, but or stay out here to develop my network. But COVID hit, you know, in March. So <laughs> it really went like downhill. I was like, no. <laughs> so, um, I'm still hopeful, and I really, you know, New York is such a magical place. So um, I'm really trying to get as much of New York as I can before, you know, I think about going back home or think about going somewhere else because I feel like because of COVID, I I really didn't get a chance to experience, like, New York, New York. (laughs) You know, so um, I did for a few months, you know, from August to about March. But then between school and work, and then trying to, you know, do music and all my own stuff. It was pretty hard to get outside, but um, I still want to stay because I want, like, at least a year of, like, you know, that real, authentic, like, <laughs> loud, obnoxious New York. You know, I really want to do that before I go anywhere else. Yeah, you've definitely, you know, to 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 appreciate New York, you really kind of need to to experience it at its fullness and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and so once it opens back up and, and, and things start to, to maybe return to normal, it's a completely different city. And it's, it's, it's ideally, you know, when I think about you, I just think, wow, you know, that's, that's really in America, that's really kind of the place for, for someone like you to just really go and, just represent everything that that you do, whether it's whether it's fashion, whether it's music. Um, we yeah. found out recently that that you know, even though you were just kind of messing around, we found out that you are are quite the writer. And uh, <laughs> right, Thank and you. so you know, it's almost like you know, I I think you know, some people you know, it, it almost seems like the sky is the limit wherever mm-hmm. they are, wherever they find themselves, they, they find ways to create and, and to, to, you know, work with themselves and work with other people. And, um, you mentioned earlier collaborations mm-hmm. and earlier today, I, I sent you a message because I listened to a song yesterday and then mm-hmm. I couldn't remember the name of the song. And I wasn't entire. I thought you had I thought it was a collaboration with someone else and I was wrong. And I, and right after I, I texted <laughs> you, I found the song mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, Hey, I found it. And, yep, and so yep. it was, it was with Groovebox, and it's called cute. Are you feeling cute today? I'm feeling, yo, I'm feeling cute today because it's my day off. <laughs> Even though I'm in sweats, you feel me? I feel good. I feel cute. Exactly. I feel, uh, radiant. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's a good thing. So you got a you got a day off. You're feeling cute. We get to sit down, have a conversation, and um, mm-hmm. you've worked with some interesting people. And so, you know, I know that you worked with with Justice, and and that piece was really amazing. That's Justice Justice's track on that album. Believe it or not, yeah. is it's my yeah. favorite. Um, yeah, <laughs> thanks, dog. I don't. Did you see the? And so they did a um, they did a live stream. He was playing, I think, at Dorian's. Mm-hmm. Last night, it? yeah. Yeah. Watched every single second of it, dog. It was great. It was. It was. Um. I. I, I was. I. I showed Heather, my girlfriend. I was like, "Hey." Yeah. I'm like, that's justice, and um, it was just cool to see, you know, just the whole element, and and 
That's what's crazy is like, and so in New York, you know, you haven't really experienced New York at to its fullest because of the pandemic. So many people have been taken and separated from the stages, from the audiences, from the people. And I have to wonder, and so I know that, that, that you work heavily in music there, and I'm wondering, um, what has the effect been with people? I mean, how difficult has it been? And, and does it seem to be stifling people's creativity or, or enhancing it? What do you think? <laughs> hmm. Well, being out here and because, you know, things have slowed down a lot, I, I want to say that um, it has decreased the creativity to the point where, um, like, collaborations are concerned. But I also feel like, um, like for example, I, I'm really cool with um, one of the event coordinators for So Far, right? So I hung out with him like a couple weeks ago and through him, you know, he had a couple of friends over, uh, COVID conscious, and I was like, oh, wait. Um, when he was introducing me to his friends, I was like, didn't we, didn't we, weren't we CC'd on an email? <laughs> and so they were like, she was like, Grace, I was like, I think, yeah, Grace, I think we were CC'd on the email. So it, it's been also like more of a, I'm trying to see how I can say, a, more of a guided networking situation, guided in the way that it's like through people you know, it's like you get the exclusive of the exclusive deals, like because you know someone, you know, because I knew this person, so therefore I networked with someone he knew, but we already were talking through email, you know, virtually. So it was crazy to meet that person in the flesh. So like, you know, creatively it has stunted us, um, but it's New York. Like people always find a way to persevere or translate or to make things happen. And so like, therefore, when I was invited to, you know, meet other friends of one of my friends, I'm like, oh, wait. We were CC'd on the email, you know, like the networking of the, the networking and the exclusivity of networking has become more precious because it's like, wow, I wouldn't have, because of the times now, I wouldn't have come out if I didn't really appreciate this person. And because this person knows you, now we can meet each other. Like, yes, that was happening before, but it happens on a different level during COVID because, <laughs> you know, like people really aren't socializing. So those kind of networking abilities are very, very, very special. But then yet, like the collaborations are like uh, secondary. That's what I'm really craving right now. Like I've been making music with myself for myself recently, but the collaborations, uh, that's, that's, that's what I'm missing, like really trying to learn and operate in a different way because someone else is really bringing the vibe. Ugh, miss that, miss that a lot. But um, we'll figure it out, you know, we shall because it's New York and, I mean, as everywhere else is, people are trying to figure it out. So, um, yeah, that would, that's what I would say as far as creativity and, like, networking out here. Yeah, the whole collaboration thing is is interesting. I um, and so with broadcasting, there's um, mm-hmm. y- there's generally two types of personalities, and and and, and mm-hmm. so if you're a radio broadcaster, you're either you're a generator or a reactor, and and so you're mm-hmm. either you're either the life of the party, or you can be the life of the party when someone else enters the 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 fray, and um. And I'm, I'm, I'm a reactor. And so I, I need you to be present. And, and when you're present, I'm present <laughs> and, and I feed off of you. And, and that's kind of like what a, that's that that is that's not kind of it is a collaboration. And so I can't do what I'm doing without you. You can absolutely do what you do independently. Um, because what you do is very much different than what I do. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think your skill and comfortability is it's just on a different level from from what I do. And what I wonder if, um, if if you, if you, if you thought about the, thought about what you do in terms of being a generator or being a reactor, um, which role is more comfortable for you musically? Do you, do you prefer to work alone or do you prefer to work with other people and and why, depending on which answer? Hmm. Well, I I prefer to work alone because even though I do like to collaborate with people, but when you're collaborating with people, you kind of, 
you well, you sacrifice yourself in that moment and you're really working with them, so it's really a vibe with them. Um but I really enjoy working with myself because um I I'm that kind of person where I don't like to make mistakes and if I do make mistakes it's through experiment and practice with myself. Like <laughs> you know, uh um, not to say that I'd be embarrassed if someone else was around, but it had to be like my mom, <laughs> my dad, right. you know, someone I really, really love and cherish. And so, um, I'm known to get like really vocal with myself, not yelling, but like to be like, Hmm, what else can I do? I like to pace around. I'll take up a lot of space when I create. That's why I like to be by myself. Cause I don't want to see like I'm bombarding on someone else or, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I just don't want to seem like that. So that's why, like, even if I was collaborating with someone, it's, you know, if I'm recording someone else or, um, you know, if I'm making a beat for someone and they're in my face, I'm, it's all about them. So therefore they can take up that space. But if it was just me and I'm just like, I, I got fresh ideas, fresh thoughts, and I'm sitting behind my computer and my MIDI hardware, oh, yo, I would be by myself for like a good, like the whole day, you know, just trying to push out two, three tracks and uh like taking up my whole space sitting there in front of the computer and then getting up walking around and pacing and then talking to myself <laughs> and then experimenting with different kinds of voices you know that's the, those are the things that I feel most comfortable by myself I feel like if I was with someone else who was watching me like as the audience and it wasn't like a finished project or um a finished whatever demo it, it makes me feel a little self-conscious because I'm like, oh, wait, it's not done yet. This is just me kind of like experimenting, you know. <laughs> I kind of get like in my little turtle, turtle shell. But um, when I'm by myself, everything kind of explodes. And um, so I've been, I really enjoy working with myself, but I know how to sacrifice myself when I'm working with someone else. I get that. That that makes absolute sense. I, uh, you know, and, and I sometimes talk to myself and sometimes I'm self-conscious about it. Sometimes I'm not. And, it, and it's one mm-hmm. of those things. Uh, sometimes it's out of frustration. Sometimes it's just that I'm a little crazy. And sometimes, it's that, <laughs> you know, you talk yourself through a process sometimes with whatever it is you're doing. Sometimes just having that, you know, and, and my voice is, is usually probably not the voice of reason. But, you know, I, I sometimes can talk myself through something and, you know, maybe I'm just crazy. Um, right. <laughs> I had a conversation with a, with another artist this last mm-hmm. week, and, and mm-hmm. there is something about what he said that has been on my mind the entire week. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I really can relate with it in my own experience, but I wonder, I wonder mm-hmm. what you, I, wonder, I was curious what you would think about it. And, um. And so we're talking okay. and he's right. He's telling me that, um, um, and, and so he's a musician. And so he's telling me, you know, if mm-hmm. I can get 75% of what's in my head into the finished song, I have succeeded. And, 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 and he kind of seemed like he was speaking from this experience of, of, or this understanding of that's kind of a standard number that, if you can get 75% of what's going on in, you know, musically in your brain mm-hmm. into the finished track, then, then you've succeeded. Mm. Is that, how does that, does that, mm. does that sound familiar to you? Is that familiar to your experience? Hmm. See, I've never heard that. I've never heard that before. Um, but as a train of thought, it makes sense because it's like, well, if you're you're basically blueprinting, right? Like even in fashion, we use like sketch up a silhouette, right? Like this is seventy five or most of what you're envisioning because most of the detail work, um, you know, especially if you're laying tracks, a demo, or you know, fashion, whatever kind of process you're going through, the details are worked out through the practice, through the you know trial and error like oh I thought this was going to work out in my silhouette or I thought this was going to work on a demo but it doesn't work now because a couple of things have changed so like I do you know like thinking about that like most of your vision does come true but then when you're trying to plan so much you don't think about other things that come along the process (laughs) so you're like oh wait maybe I maybe I could do this maybe I could be creative I haven't done this thing before you know 
maybe I could, and then maybe, you know, that could, that maybe I could turn into a phone call. Like, hmm, you know, maybe I could put some keys on it. I'm not the greatest at keys. So let me just call, let me call Justice right quick. He can put the finishing touches on it. You know, then that's when the collaborative work comes in because you're like, they're helping your vision come to life because you're like working out the details, you know. Um, but that that seems pretty accurate because you, you have a you have a good idea of what you want to do, but then as you do what you want to do, you're like, oh wait, I gotta do this. Oh wait, I gotta probably put an extra layer of vocals here. Oh wait, mm, you know it wouldn't be too bad to have like some horns or like some brass on this. You know, so I agree. I definitely agree with that with that uh, train of thought. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and so when I heard that. You know, it, it kind of it kind of hit me, and and I, and I kind of really understood it. The thing is, is the mm-hmm. more the, you know, over the over this last week, having that time pass to to really, and this mm-hmm. thing has been in my head. You would not believe this thing has been in my head. <laughs> it's funny, but um, you know, kind of what I got through through that whole the the the, the hearing it, the thinking about it, mulling it over, and then just now mm-hmm. talking to you about it. It, it to me it, it it grounds me and makes me think you know um, my my imagination is so much bigger than I am and and I mm-hmm. kind of like that it's kind of humbling to know that that yeah. that you know I have these things going on in my head that that sometimes you know two thirds of it can can come out in some way and then there's this piece that just I can't get out and it's like this it's like this tug <laughs> of war and what's interesting right. to me. When I look at how creative you are, you know, you hear you hear this. Um, what is it? You use <laughs> Thanks, X. Am, you use X amount of your brain, and 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 the rest of it is mm-hmm. it's like it's just there, just dead space, you know. But, uh, you know <laughs> that's kind of how it right. comes off. But I think exactly. okay, if 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 what I see from you, whether it's whether it's fashion, whether it's you know just dedicated art, or whether it's music, if mm-hmm. this is if this is in the seventy five percentile, it makes me wonder what's in there that I'm that I'm not seeing, that I'm not hearing, that yeah. I'm not experiencing. Yeah, and it kind of gives you this hunger, and it, it kind of leads you to it kind of leads you to that evolution of of where is this person going what 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 will they be doing in the future right and um right so i think that's a good place for us to go is is where do you see yourself going as an artist um you know this this, (laughs) you have this collaboration with self that's really interesting you know what i mean i think of all your collaborations you have this really interesting self collaboration of 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 how you (laughs) express yourself artistically yes yes and I just wonder is do you have this 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 goal, this sense of, of where you're going? I, I understand it's probably, you know, above and beyond whatever that goal may be. It's, it's this <laughs> evolution of you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. The evolution of that seventy five percent like if this is just seventy five percent of what you're envisioning, then what's the other what's what's the other twenty five? Like <laughs> you know, like you know, it's like wow, like Right, because there is this beyond factor, right? There's this, okay, this is what you're thinking, this is what you're doing, but you still have room and capacity to grow and do something else. So where I see myself, because my 75% is, you know, right now I'm designing some shoes. Um, I'm doing like a shoe series and um, trying to get like a couple of tracks done. But um, that's the 75%, right? That's what I envisioned and that's what's, coming into life but the other 25 percent would be right how i'm trying to grow the phenomena the you know the things that we feel but cannot see so i feel like what i would see myself as in that exponential growth of that 25 percent would be like uh you know really you know hopefully I don't know, maybe making, still making music, but then hopefully, you know, designing some shoes for, like, uh, you know, like how, uh, oh man, what's this specific bag? Oh man, I, I can't think of it right now. Oh no, but it's in Paris. Oh, I cannot think of the bag, but they only make custom wear. Well, cu- custom bags, I should say. And um, I cannot believe I can't think of the name right now. That is killing me, but they only make custom gear. and 
it's this exclusive space in Paris and um, people from around the world, of course, always Goyard. Uh, it's Goyard. They make custom bags for every order. So I'm like, not to compare myself to Goyard because they're, they're a family that's rich in history of always producing these very, very beautiful bags, travel bags, you know, whatever kind of bag that you'd like, they can make that for you. But I feel like if uh, I were to think about that 25%, I'd be in that kind of sector of personal customization to be like, wow, no one else has this bag. <laughs> no one else has these shoes. No one else has this jacket because it was specifically curated to a song or some piece of music that is very special and dear to your heart. It may be someone's wedding song or maybe a song about their father or mother or whomever who recently passed or it can be, you know, music does that memory game on you too. So I feel like to reenact that through fashion sometimes could really, for one, help the music, but then also for two, really be like a really cool, customized, essential one-of-one experience that I can provide for people. And that, that makes me feel good as like as a trans human because as a trans person growing up for me, like picking out clothes is very hard. <laughs> Yo, picking out clothes for me to like, to figure out what suits me was very hard because I was like always in the boy section, you know? And then it was like, oh wait, I can't be too boyish, but I could be too boyish, but I don't have the self-confidence right now. So let me at least get one pair of girl pants to, you know, try to suffice for the two pair of boy pants and then the two pair of boy shoes or, you know, like you're, you're really trying to find a balance. But, you know, as I got older and was more assured of myself, I was like, okay, I'm trans. Who did know that I was really a boy in my energy? E equals MC square. So all I'm doing is maximizing my mass so it can equate to my energy. And then all of that relates to customization, right? I'm customizing my body. And I feel like as Goyard does and as I would hope to do is customize clothes or garments or X, Y, and Z just so people can have that one of one, that very, very exclusive experience of not having to like try to find it somewhere when they can just call me, you know? <laughs> so that's where I see myself and then that, that other 25% that beyond. That's, that's an amazing place to be. And, and, I think it's really amazing to understand um, that you you are you are truly original and, and one of one and and you know ultimately uh, a, a work of art yourself and right. you know I, I think that's really important people important for people to to understand that within themselves and with within their mm -hmm. identity and and mm -hmm. you know have those levels of comfortability. And, and it can be mm -hmm. so difficult in, in, in the right. world we live in to, to say, this is who I am and, and, and I am comfortable. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think one of the things about you that is so incredibly attractive is that you, you seem well, to go out of your way, whether it's with your writing, with your music, with your, with your art, with your fashion to, to represent yourself and, and it, you know, I, right. I love to see an artist, um, you know, my favorite artists are the artists whose work contains a piece of them. And, and when it's very evident mm -hmm. that the art artist is present. And I think that's most right. people's favorite work. Is, is when, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you, when you know, right. when you're like, you're looking at somebody mm -hmm. and you're like, you know, he is a part of this. This is, this is who <laughs> exactly. he is. And, <laughs> right. and so to look at you, I, I see your hands in everything. I see your presence, your existence, and um, and it's really interesting to to see this evolution and and to be part of that. I think um, right. <laughs> much love. I think it's interesting. You know, a lot of times we can feel so self conscious. You you spoke about self conscious a while ago, and, and mm -hmm. I think you can be so self conscious that that you 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 know. I tend to sometimes I can put up boundaries and say and be right. unapproachable and because if I'm unapproachable then I'm not vulnerable and I can't be judged exactly. or or you know whatever mm -hmm. the the difference with you is is when 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 someone says hey this is who I am um 
on on every side of of this square you know for instance um, <laughs> right 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 you know th- these are this is my many sides and facets um it's a little hard to misinterpret when when someone yeah. is saying hey you're hey i'm raising my hand and here i am and, right. and so that's really that's really kind of um you know that maybe that is the other 25% and so <laughs> yeah you know maybe. to see this to see this continued evolution um it is it's going to be exciting and i wonder um you know keeping all of that in mind um mm-hmm. one of your one, one and so one of the one of my favorite songs of yours is i've been slept on and so yeah right, <laughs> much love <laughs> since since the first time i've heard the song and 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 kind of got into who you are and what you're about and and just kind of learning about you I um I wonder how how often are you slept on? Um, I would say I would say hmm, how often am I slept on? Are you? Yo, I sleep on myself like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like I feel like that's mostly like even though that song was made out of um just a little bit of a backstory. I had an assignment in class and we had to write a spell. And I didn't know what I would do. And I made this song vicariously. And I was like, oh, wait, maybe I can make, I can use this for my assignment. So I submitted, um, I just, oh, I didn't submit this song to like as my assignment, but it was like somewhat kind of the same lyrics and stuff. Um, but it was really like a spell, a spell casting to be like, listen, this is who I am. This is where I'm at. I've been slept on. And um, I really want y'all to, like, appreciate the fact that, like, if you don't wake up, I can haunt you like a little virus, you know. And huh. um, or like it's in, like that kind of way. But then when sometimes when I listen to it, because I know that's why I made the song. When I listen to it, I really feel like it's a reminder for myself to be like, don't sleep on yourself. Like people only know your value if you allow that to out like to shine you know like people don't know anything about you if you don't let that information be you know uh received you know so it's a reminder of myself too to be like you know like i sleep on myself and i have to wake up too like you have to realize like um people can sleep on you yeah but they could sleep on you for a multitude of reasons. But if you're not sleeping on yourself, like, then why should other people sleep on you? <laughs> you know? So it's sure. like, uh, it was really, um, as I got, or as I grew with the song, or got older with the song, <laughs> it really was a reminder for myself to not sleep on myself, to be like, don't sleep, don't sleep on a, like me, uh-huh, I'm a creep. I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, these are my own thoughts to myself in reality to be like, don't sleep on yourself because all you want to do at the end of the day is haunt yourself. And haunting normally comes from something else or like another entity. So I just want to let you know, stop sleeping on yourself. You're great. <laughs> you can do it. Um, so, yeah, that's my answer to that question. And, and that's a that's a really good answer. It's um, you know I've been of the school of thought for a long time that mm-hmm. to a, to a very large degree, especially individuals that you that you really interact with, and so a complete stranger, mm-hmm. you know, who knows, but in, in individuals that you interact with in your daily, you know, as your day mm-hmm. goes through, I, I've been of the school of thought that that we really kind of teach people how to treat us, and and they mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, People in relationships will will receive us in the manner that that we we put ourselves out there, and exactly. um, and so I think it's really important sometimes to to be present in life in such a way that it it, it is honest. It is this is who I am, and right. you know these are are my thoughts, my feelings, and I'm not saying that you know I, you know obviously I'm not going to lay myself bare to to just anybody <laughs> and everybody. I mean, exactly. There, right. There needs to be some reciprocation. There needs to be a relationship, a friendship, some reason why right. I would do that. But you know that base right. level at least. At least you can you can come with the base level and say, Hey, you know, this is um this is who I am and right. you know, but it's interesting with that song is that, you know, here again we're talking about that evolution and so initially it was it was it was written in one context and so 
you know, to revisit it in your mind, um, even though it was written in one context now, it, it, it means something different to you um, at times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting to, to, to look at something like that. And, 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 you know, we were talking about that goal and that evolution and, and, and where you mm-hmm. go and what you do next. And, you know, you, we can compound that by the idea of, you know, how you will reinterpret things you've done in the past and things you, mm-hmm. you know, will do in the future and, and, mm-hmm. you know, see how those things influence one another. And, um, mm-hmm. and so, Speaking, we were talking about Chicago earlier and, and the idea that you would like to come visit. You come from a family of um, strong educators. And, and so there there is this. Huge, <laughs> right. And, and so I was right. thinking about you earlier today and I was like, you know, I, I wonder. And so I'm going to guess that there was a there was a strong um, expectation um, you know, when you come from a family of, of educators to the degree that, that your family is educators, you, you have to assume that there is there is an expectation. And I'm wondering, was there an expectation of, of you following in footsteps? Was there was there a emphasis on on education, no matter what it is? Um, what was your experience? Mm. Yo, so growing up was crazy coming from a family of educators. My my grandmother, rest in peace, my grandmother always corrected me on my English. She was like, you are going to the store. Or you, um like, I know, like, as a shorty, like, we always had, like, these really crazy country ways of mixing and blurring up words, like, Fena. you know, like, I'm about to, but you say Fena. <laughs> right. Or, like, um, or, like, um, had went, like, using to, um, I can't remember like the specific jargon for it, but it's basically doubling up on the past. So it's like mm. I was like I had went to the store, so my grandmother would be immediately. She's like, no, you went to the store, but you had not went to the store. She was very very keen on like me using double negatives in sentences. Like, you no, know, it's like you 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 just that was just not a thing. You know, even though she was the math lead of the family. You know, that's that was the tripped out part because the English the English head of the family was my aunt Nancy. And um so it was so funny that to know <laughs> that the math lead of the family was correcting me on my English. I was like, wow. <laughs> and then and then my father always, always, you need to learn something new every day. Like always, no matter what it is. Just learn something. My mother being a being an instructor in middle school for math and science. Um, yo, she she's my mom was always very keen on being on point and presentation because she had to get up and, you know, be in front of kids and her principal every day. So like I, I drew all these sectors from oh man, from growing up just in elementary school, just always being on it, even having tutors if I needed to, or going to Saturday school or going to summer school at the University of Chicago, which was also the Saturday school, which wasn't like, it wasn't a, like a summer school where because you had insufficient grades, you had to make up for it. No, this was because you had great grades and you want to get better grades. <laughs> like it was crazy. <laughs> um, you know, like growing up to do a night and then, and, you know, it just, when you're young and that's instilled in you, you know that you're like a sponge almost because all you know, or all you're exposed to is is how to learn. You know, you're exposed to different methods of how to learn. So when you're just picking up, picking up, picking up, picking up all the time, you get used to it. And so I really thank my family for why I'm in this position. Like I graduated with a master's degree from NYU Tisch because of their influence, because of me going to Saturday school and summer school, because I know about presentation and having to be in front of a classroom every day and always instilling the fact that there's always something new to learn. Like that's a very humble place to come from too, to teach and also to learn. You have to, (laughs) you know, be in this well-balanced place of, okay, I know enough to teach, but I am also not going to use that to be like, oh, I know everything. You know, you also have to scale it back for the times you don't know. 
And um, that, that, that I believe is a big factor in who I am, who I've come to be, the reason why I've been able to move and graduate with a master's degree um, from NYU. You know, these are all beautiful, beautiful consequences consequences, coincidences <laughs> that um, meshed over time because of my development and where I came from. So there, there's always, when you think about me, you're also thinking about my family, my father, my mother, my grandmother, her sisters, you, you know, you're, you're also thinking about that simultaneously and probably subconsciously because you're just seeing me, but me. I am an accumulation of all of these people. You know, I took a part from each and every person who has took the time to help me evolve into the person I am. So, like, man, that evolution, that growing up, trust me, it was something serious. <laughs> something serious, but um, I thank them all the time, even to this day. Thank you for raising me the way that you raised me because. If it wasn't for that, I, I really don't believe that. Or if it wasn't for them, I really don't believe I would be here in this position. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's the thing. Is educators are, are often in, in, in society the ones that are slept on. And it sounds to me like... Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right. I would mm -hmm. guess I would guess that based on what you just said, and so here, here is this, this hotbed of, of education, and you've got mathletes and, and, you know, science <laughs> teachers and, and math, you know, English teachers. And, and so you have all of this mm -hmm. influence feeding a young right. mind and, 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 you know, inspiring curiosity. And mm -hmm. you, you talked about being like a sponge and you, you used the word influence a couple of times. And I, I have to wonder, you know, mm -hmm. um, because of, of your, your level of creativity and, and, and kind of the, the boundlessness of your creativity, I, I would imagine that this had a huge impact on who you are artistically, that yeah. it, it allowed you to, to take the world in and, and to not, you know, just disregard something, but, but to, to kind of take everything in and then yeah. put it out there again, the way you see it. Is, has that been right. your experience? Um, yeah, yeah. It's always, um, you know, you learn a little bit here, a little bit there, but then you also have to curate it to your own experience, you know. So, um, you know, I learned from my father, learned from my mother as they learn from their parents, you know, all these jazzes. And um, with anything, I feel like you should be able to take what you've learned and be able to create it to something that... Um, that fits you, you know, your unique experience. Um, and that is just a, it's a beautiful thing to seem like you have a puzzle <laughs> with all these pieces and you're like, I don't know where these pieces fit. But the, but through trial and error, you're, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Oh, okay, I get it. All right, all right. This piece goes with this, you know. Um, once you understand that everything is a process, I believe that's how it gets easier. Um, so, you know, <laughs> learning a lot of stuff from my parents, as well as from university, as well as from just um, like elementary school, even, you know, from people who quote unquote aren't, you know, aren't educators, they aren't teachers, but they're like your coaches or they're the person that you may see every now and then at the restaurant, you know, like they may not quote unquote be educators or termed as teachers, but man, deep down inside, like, these people really influence how um, your character evolves. And to know that these people have worked on you and trained on you and you've been through it, and that's, like, probably the toughest training you're going through. Because I went to the University of Chicago at, like, 14 years old. You know, like, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, that was intense. And then you're like, oh, if I can do that, I can do anything. You know, so it's like that limitless ability, like it's beyond the sky is the limit. It's like, it's like, it's like, I don't really know. NGC 104 is the limit. That's like a, that's a constellation of the moon. Or if you want to go farther, you know, like there's so many boundless 
activities that you can unlock because you were taught to be boundless. You know, so that's why being at NYU is great because they were like, we're boundless universities. We don't have any walls, blah, blah, blah. Um, we want you to be blended into New York. You're a student, but we don't want to, you know, seclude you all from the rest of New York just because you're studying here. And I, I you know, that was just a very, it spoke to me because I was always taught to be boundless. Do not, quest, you know, question everything. Do not always <laughs> use what you're told as a method of execution. You know, you can, you can question things. Like, don't think that you can't. <laughs> always think outside the box so my parents always were like that always 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 um so I really appreciated them and um for that and uh yeah that that really has uh taken a toll on me in a good way <laughs> yeah it sounds like it it's it's almost like you are are taking all of these experiences and and translating mm -hmm. them into being a boundless human being and a boundless artist. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's a, that's an incredibly beautiful thing. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so, you know, the, you know, the podcast is called never call me again. And, um, mm -hmm. and it's, it, and it's meant to be funny. It, um, you right. know, obviously, <laughs> obviously, you know, we're going to sit down, we're going to have a conversation, um, hopefully much like the one you and I have had. And right. I, I will be able to sometime in the future, Call back and say, "Hey, are my shoes ready? I love shoes. By the way. I don't know if you. I don't. Yeah, I don't Do know you if you really. Know. Oh, I have the. What? I have a very unhealthy, and so I have very two very unhealthy addictions. One is coffee, good coffee, and, and shoes, especially sneakers. Um, oh, I love sneakers. Oh, we can talk sneakers heavy. Like, who <laughs> loves me? What's your favorite kind of sneaker? You know, I um, I love Chucks, but um. Okay. And so on Instagram, I get, you know, you know, Instagram will feed you whatever, whatever they think you like, or, or they know that, you know, cause they, everybody does mm -hmm. all social media just snoops on you. But, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so I've been getting these, um, these, I get these ads and so I follow them because I'm a sucker. Um, they mm -hmm. have these ads for, <laughs> I, I think they're called blanks. Have you seen those? These are like, like you can get a pair of sneakers and they're like one of a hundred pair in the world. And so they make these limited edition. Yeah. Of these sneakers. Mm -hmm. And so a lot mm -hmm. of them are, are stylized, you know, in the shape of, of, you know, Chuck Taylors. And, um, mm -hmm. but I'll tell you, you know, the thing with, I think everything is artistic in one way or another. I remember, do you remember the old Nike Cortez sneakers? Mm -hmm. I love those. There's something love about Nike those. Cortez. Oh, yeah. Love Nike corsets. It's just so, it's just classic, you know, like you can't, you can't be a classic, like the Nike Air Force Ones or the Nike Trainers, you know, or like even the Reebok, we can even throw it back to like the Reebok Air Pumps, you know, like <laughs> you can't, you can't get away from classic. I had these, um, know? I bought these, they were vintage, so obviously used, but they were actually vintage. Nice, I had nice. some, um. I had some vintage Chuck Taylors and they were, they were plaid, but they were thick. They were, they were like wool and, um, the fabric. Okay. Them, yeah. And they weren't the thin like canvas stuff. And, um, I have not been able to find a pair like those to, to replace them. And so mm -hmm. I bought these sneakers and I actually, I got them in Kansas city at a, at a low vintage shop for $12 and 50 cents. And I was like, I'm buying these. And they fit perfectly. Exactly. They were, yeah, they're like my size. They're like 26, 27 years old, you know, from what, what I was told when I bought them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to have these. And, and, you know, and so I bought them and I didn't wear them home. I didn't wear them for a while. And then I thought, you know, because I thought, you know, if I wear them, because they're so old, they will eventually fall apart. But you know what? That's right. why I bought them. And so I wore them until right. they, and once they, once they started going downhill, you know, then I, you know, I, I was done. I was, you know, it was, the thing was, is I had them, they were meant to wear and I wore them. They were amazing. But yeah, so, you know, at some point very soon, um, you know, not tomorrow or anything, I'll give you a little bit of a breather, but I, I would love to, to call you again, sit down, oh, have yeah. another conversation and, and oh, again, yeah. see if my sneakers are ready. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> what you when you said the Nike Cortezes? I love those. Do you know those are beautiful? Just something about I got the you. shape. 
They just we can um, do we can do a Cortez. Yeah, I just can imagine, you know, sneakers. You can just you can do boundless art with sneakers, but um boundless art with sneakers. Yeah, I wanna sit down and I want to I wanna see if you've if you've ventured into that other twenty five percent that we've talked about and, and yeah. you know, get an Let's idea of the evolution of, of Ishe because I, I think um, <laughs> I look at you and I'm like, you know, he's he's just going to rock the world, and um, and I want to be part of that world, and I want to be part of that conversation. Much love, yo. Much love, yo. A hundred percent. Because I'm looking up Cortez's. I think early I said Cortez. Cortez. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think it's because it's my day off, and I'm like <laughs> really loose and like, huh? I don't have to walk five miles, you know. So, um, so I think early I said Cortez on some like I speak. But I knew what you were talking about. But um, now Cortez is like, of course, I can make a pair of Cortez's for you, Easy Peasy Lemon Squeezy. So all you got to do is send me the song that you want, and I will go crazy. <laughs> I'll send you a pair of shoes, dog. For sure, for sure. Isha, you, um, you have a beautiful evening and the rest of your day off. And um, take you. care of yourself. And um you know, let's absolutely sit down again soon and, and catch up. Okay. <laughs> Mic check.